0: Rooster and the Devil Podcast. Rooster and the Devil Podcast. Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League Soccer. With hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Rooster and the Devil. We have Brad. How's it going, Brad? What's going, boys? How are you doing? Good, good. And we have a a special guest reappearing on Rooster and the Devil. We have a saint. Matt, how's it going? Hey, great. How's uh, how are you guys? Doing good. Good. Doing good, man.
1: Happy to to be here. A little
0: sad, obviously. I come from the basketball world. Kobe Bryant. You know i think everyone everyone knows about it everyone's sad about it i don't know how much we have to talk about it on a soccer podcast but uh yes uh, i mean i I was shedding tears a little bit which i i didn't think i would do i'm not about that being sad for celebrities generally but for some reason kobe Bryant hit me that was a different one yeah that hit that hit different and then it is interesting to see how he bled into the soccer world a little bit um you know you're seeing all these random interviews and posts come up with Kobe and uh, obviously he he spent some time in Milan so he's an AC Milan fan growing up and then Barca later on in life so lovely tribute from them if you saw that yeah and then I love the uh, eight second 24 second consecutive violations I don't know who thought of that but that was pretty clever what was it so, basically, every NBA game is starting with an eight-second backcourt violation. So, the first team grabs it, holds the ball for eight seconds, and then the second team gets the ball, and they have a 24-second shot clock violation, number eight and number 24. So, I don't know. Sad. There's no way around the fact that that's devastating news for anybody that, that likes sports. So I just and his wanna... daughter on top of all of it. It's I just mean, really a bummer. Yeah. So, now that everyone's uh, back with us and – and we're uh for Brad's disappearing off camera, I guess. Um but but you know, we've got a Southampton guest on, so I kinda wanna jump right into it and uh tell us tell us your feelings at this point in the season.
2: Yeah. So I will say I'm definitely in a better spot mentally than I was probably the last couple of months. Um seem to have really turned it around. Um have Picked up a lot of points recently. It's been excellent. Um, team has been gelling really well. Uh, we're really executing a lot of the, the game plans. Um, when we are playing a harder opponent, you're seeing them take the game to the opponent's half. And it's, you know, putting them in uncomfortable positions and allowing uh, Southampton to capitalize. So I'd say that's been the biggest key to their success. Um,
0: and plus Danny Yings just scoring goals at an incredible rate. Oh, like Danny. <laughs> <laughs> that goal he scored against Tottenham was a damn beauty. It was
1: <laughs> a little touch. Uh, who, who was it over uh, at yeah. yeah. I'd still say Toby yeah. used to do better, but it was a beautiful touch. Yeah. yeah. And
2: I will say that's what Southampton in the past few seasons have been lacking is just a clinical finisher. I mean, you look at him If you if he has the ball any anywhere in the final third, there is a chance it's going to go in. And I I can't say for anybody probably since, oh gosh, Ricky Lambert. You could say the same for. I mean, we had Graziano Pelle for two seasons, who you know had scored quite a few goals, but he would also go through a lot of dry spells. And um, I mean, with Ings, it's, it's 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 totally different. You 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 expect the ball to go into the net.
1: So with the clinical finishing, of course, it's always a nice assurance, if you will, of you know high probability of a move being completed with a goal. But, uh, you know, I've been wa- I've been watching for about six years. I think we've mentioned that before. But the Southamptons that I've seen have been counterattack, strong defense. And do you feel like it's a shift in, st- in style with uh, – is it Hasenhutl? I-, I forget how to say his. Ralph Hasenhutl. Did I get it right?
2: That was good. Yeah, you got it. It's Dutchman, right? Austrian, oh Austrian. shit!
1: There you go. Yeah. Completely <laughs> put wrong. another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do you see a change in style though? I mean, uh, you know, from years past, I guess.
2: Oh yeah, totally. Um, I would say with like managers from from Claude Puel to Mark Hughes, they were all very defensive minded. They were all about making sure we got out with at least a point. You know. Wasn't a lot of playing on the front foot with Haas and Huttel. Uh, you're seeing the polar opposite. You're seeing Saints do Saints play with pace and with counter attack, but also willing to play the possession game. And I think we saw that a lot in the FA Cup match against Tottenham. We saw that a lot in the game against Leicester. Um, so having them succeed in two offensive styles is really is really reassuring going forward
1: awesome yeah it's good it's good to see and i i'd be remiss if i don't you know jump into the january transfer window and and take a look at a a, a loanee that's gone over uh hmm. kyle walker peters and just I'm, I'm dying to hear your thoughts optimism pessimism whatever it may be around around that move yeah, know. it's always exciting.
2: I think when a new player comes in, especially with with Saints, um, you know, that's not too, they're not they don't get too many players as of recently. Um, I think last summer we only signed three. So for this one to come in, you know, it's a, there's a lot of focus around him coming in, and it's definitely exciting him coming from a club like Tottenham, who you know finished top six pretty consistently. You know, he's coming from a a club that knows talent. So uh, for him, it's about getting game time. And the fact that he saw that he could potentially achieve that with Southampton, um, you know, is, is positive because that shows that he's buying into the system. Um, He even said that it was, I guess there was a few clubs that were in for him and it it was his conversation with, with Ralph Osenhutl that ultimately swayed
0: him. So you guys are sitting only three points behind us in the table right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's true. He's got to be kind of pumped. I mean,
2: it's um, the only only thing that I really, I guess, boggles me down about the the deal is it's a loan with no option to buy. So in my mind, right now, that only benefits Tottenham because if he performs well, what's to say Tottenham's like, okay, we're going to hang on to him. Um, if, if he doesn't do well, then that obviously affects us in the current. Because um, we're probably sending Cedric Soares off to Arsenal um, just to free up um, space there in terms of uh, financial. Uh, Where does he play?
1: I'd have lost him. i have lost um, him. Yeah, but at any rate. It's the downside it, of Skype. To carry on with the Walker Peters conversation you know I, I want to wait until he gets back to talk about what we think of Kyle Walker-Peters but it is to his point really important that he gets game time um you know Pochettino had him playing a little bit but you know certainly with Mourinho he's not getting as much game time so sorry he played, we a, lot. Back, Matt.
0: He played a lot early in the season and he looked pretty good actually I think Tottenham fans were excited about him for, for a good stretch of games but I think the knock on him He's, he's a littler guy, but you know, as as a right back, that's that's not bad. Uh, what does a right back typically do in your system? Is it is it pretty much you know attacking attacking position that, that it does? Yeah, I know
2: with a lot of Rouse formations, he definitely counts on the fullbacks to get forward. Obviously, with Ryan Bertrand playing left wing, that he he's a, traditionally a guy who likes to whip and crosses, um, so he expects that from the right side as well. Um, obviously, with with Cedric, if you've ever watched him play, it's you know it's a little less than satisfactory in that category. So um, I think by bringing someone like uh, Walker Peters in, Ralph's hoping it, he can probably utilize his pace and then his ability to get balls into the box from his side of the field.
1: I think, yeah, you'll get that. I'm, I wish him luck. I like since him going forward work. a lot. Yeah, but, I I would say yeah, a little maybe just needs to bulk up a little bit, but I think playing time is going to do him wonders. So I hope it goes well. Yeah, if I mean if Cedric
2: doesn't leave, I don't know how much game time he'll get. But um, if if Cedric does go to Arsenal in the next couple of days, I think the deadline's what Friday. Yeah, thirty first.
1: Thirty
2: first. Yeah, if Cedric does go to Arsenal, then definitely expect him to be utilized. What's the price tag they're looking at? So for Cedric, it's about five million. Mm. Which in my mind, I saw a couple of tweets today that kinda like reassured my thoughts on it. You know, he, right now he is hurt, so he's probably gonna be out for the next two or three weeks. He becomes a free agent in the summer. So the fact that we're cashing in on him in any capacity mm-hmm. it is great because sounds familiar. It he can leave I mean he can leave for free, you know, in the summer and we wouldn't get anything for him, but now I think someone broke it down. Like Arsenal is going to be paying Southampton almost 400,000 pounds a game. <laughs> uh, and like what, he has roughly what 13 Premier League games left in the season. I think something like that. Yeah. Take the money. So, exactly. And I mean, it's, I don't, he wasn't someone I expected them to hang on to anyway. I mean, he won the European championships with Portugal. He played for Inter Milan on the loan last season. So he's someone who, whose head's always been in like a higher cloud Mm -hmm. if you will sure Uh, do you think
0: I hate to ask this question but do you think that Danny Ings has his head in any higher clouds or is he comfortable at the club for a while Yeah, with Danny
2: Ings it's interesting because he comes from a club that probably is at the the purple patch of purple patches you know with Liverpool Mm -hmm. Um, with Liverpool he experienced firsthand what happens if there's players in the team that are valued ahead of you despite like, he, he knew his talent but of course if you're playing the same team as like Salah and Firmino and, and Mane you know yeah. how much really are you, be, are you gonna be rated over those players so uh, me as a Southampton fan I can only hope that Ings will want to stay at Southampton a little longer just not to get back into the same situation he was at liverpool i mean obviously Mm -hmm. he had had injuries i mean that set him back a lot but i still think just even with the injuries they probably wouldn't have rated him over those other players regardless um and and to go along with that i mean that that's where he's from southampton where his team growing up that's his hometown club Mm -hmm. i mean if you read the articles about when he signed his parents were like over the moon that he Came back to play for the team that they used to he used to go
0: watch growing up. So I would think then, that as long as you guys stay up, which you know this year you're definitely definitely looking like you're gonna stay up, uh, he'll probably stay, oh, yeah. right?
2: Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, there's a few people throwing around that you know the Europa League is a, pro- a possibility. I mean that's attainable you, through you know reaching fifth at least, or you know if you if, if you win the game. If City
0: wins, carabao is that a Europa League spot? So that'll free up six. Yeah, if, if City win the Carabao Cup, and that's when you guys are starting to look like in business for maybe for yes, yeah, sneaking in there. Yeah, that extra. you, you played. I was looking up Southampton the other day, and you've had some yeah. European experience. Uh, not not in, you know long ago, right? Yeah, I think our last. Oh, sorry. Did it's all good. Kind of, but it's all good. We have, we've got we've had like babies crying on here. <laughs> certainly have they like China to rustle. what do you got dogs yeah that's what they are <laughs> what that's kind what of dogs?
2: Like. well we got um one of them is like a chihuahua terrier mix the other one is a
0: german shepherd greyhound she's uh-huh. a puppy so she's oh, really love. yeah hold on, hold on we both have dogs on. Marley? I got, oh, there's Marley. marley's on the camera i want to describe this dog to you she's apparently she's She's a golden doodle, but she looks like all golden. Hey, it's a dog cast. <laughs> it's a dog There's cast a dog. instead of a podcast. I love yeah, it. It's a dog, dog cast. Camp. Nobody, yeah, nobody can see the dogs on camera right now except us, and they're just so cute. <laughs> Look how cute that dog is. <laughs> That's adorable.
1: Oh, man. Man. You know, we should just, I think we should switch our permanent topic. Of Jimmy's, and Jimmy's jumping
0: on and he's just going to be like, what the fuck is going Wait, on? I'll get, I'll, I'll get out of the
1: way. Hold on. Jimmy can hear us. Jim- Jimmy can hear us. Yeah, Jimmy I, can, can, I, I can hear you. So he's Matt has uh, changed a little bit since the last time we saw him, but he's still a, a big Saints fan. Yeah. He's a little cuter it's, now. It's,
0: uh, it's- <laughs> yeah, I love it i love it oh man uh, that James. but your dog's super cute
2: oh thank uh, you say thank you
0: wow oh, all right Jimmy. what's happening welcome <laughs> Ooh, hello so what have we covered so far i just asked them about recent european yes. championships or mm-hmm. you know uh, play not championships but times they've been the europa league yeah or even champions league
2: yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, I think they've only ever played, at least in the modern context, the Europa League. Um, you get back to like the 70s, they were in like the European Cup or something. You got to fact check me
0: on that. Um, <laughs> well,
2: we don't do that <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, 2015 16, and I think 2014 15, they're both years I qualified for Europa League. Mm-hmm. when Coleman was the manager. So they achieved it the first time with Coleman and had Coleman as the manager, but they didn't actually make the group stage. They were, like, knocked out in the qualifying rounds. Gotcha. The, follow, the following campaign, which was, the I think, the next year, is when, I mean, Coleman clinched the Europa League, but then Claude Poole took over as manager, and then they played in the group stage there and actually had... Um, the win against Inter Milan. Oh,
0: I that's awesome. There.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, it was a very memorable memorable day for the fans. Mm-hmm. And they play I mean, even playing in the San Siro was uh, was a great experience. I think for all all the people involved with Southampton. I mean, watching,
0: watching European football is just so much fun.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's why I really hope that they get back to that, or at least get into the the mode of trying to get to that point each season close mate. it's, just, is it, really it's just so special
3: is it is it weird as a saints fan seeing tadich play striker for ix in the champions league semifinals last year was that weird
2: you know somewhat um but well, i don't think anybody expected ix to get to where they got last year so I think my surprise was a little bit in the hat with everybody else's surprise um but I mean I always knew Tadich as a talented player and it was just a matter of him getting in with the right team and group and and fortunately for him and Ajax it, it worked out and now he's really starring for them
3: how young is this guy Tatech. I think uh, he's over 30 yeah yep um he was with Saints though for what, five seasons? Five,
2: yeah, seasons? We, I think at least five. I think he came over in the summer of fourteen, So it was like right after the World Cup, I think he signed.
0: And then he came in with uh, Graziano Pellè.
3: Huh. Mm-hmm.
0: World Cup's always funny. There's if, if a player stars in it, they always become kind of a hot commodity.
1: Or a euro, like Sissoko, yeah. 35 mil.
0: Huh. Yeah, overpaid. Oh, well. Probably a little bit. Do you mind if we... Uh, Talk about some Spurs transfers real quick. Well, sure. you guys, you guys can talk
3: about a Spurs Saints
1: transfer,
0: right? Yeah, we no, okay. already talked
1: about that. We okay, about, right. uh, yeah, right. Kyle Walker Peters. Right. good. Kyle Walker Peters. Yeah, quick, Jim. Is there? Do you have any commentary or opinion on uh, on the player and the fit? Uh, the loans, but
3: it just works out. You know that you know with with Cedric moving on, that he's going to get some playing time, which is what he needed anyway. So uh, I think it works out for everybody in that sense. That's really all I have to add. Mm. Fair enough.
0: That's was my exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you say his name? Bergwin. Yes, Wine. Bergwine. Bergwine. Yeah. He's a thick. He's a thick guy. I like him. PSV Eindhoven. They Only, pre- uh, paid a pretty penny for him, though. I don't know. That's all the Eriksson's number.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: He did he took it? Bastard. I saw that. Uh, um, I like Hakeem Zayek for IX is the only player with more assists in the uh, in the Dutch league um, than Bergwijn since 2017, which is mm. pretty impressive. Because, like I said, like when you guys were talking about, it, like uh, he's not an out-and-out striker. Like mm. he's a he's a forward, right? He's just a uh, kind of like sunny. He's like just another piece. that can flex around.
0: So, but I mean, it's he, nice to see, he, I, I think it will probably up. be rolled out there up top at first, right? Get Lucas out of there. Maybe. What, why We're not play like uh why not? They're like, I mean, Sunny
3: marino has been around long enough.
0: Like, uh, I mean, you could literally
3: go back to playing like a false nine, like early Bar- Barca type setup where you don't really have an out and out striker, you know, that whoever that rotates to be Sonny or Bergwijn or, or Moura or whoever's up there. Um, Kind of sitting in that role and then playing the outside guys, but I don't know. we'll have to Inter, see. Inter, he
1: had that same like three up top flat, Jim. Like, if that makes sense with Eto and Melito and. But yeah, anyway, I will say, be interesting to see.
2: I'll say. Speaking of Sone, like he absolutely terrorized the left side of the field in that FA Cup game, in the in the first leg. Oh, we should definitely I talk, talk about it. that game.
1: That just happened. Yeah, we should talk about that game. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you see? What'd you see, Matt?
2: Well, I mean, it was definitely a very tense game, I think, from both sides. I mean, obviously, we were playing the counter a lot of that game, and every time they went on the counter, it looked really scary. Yeah. Um, playing um, our, our young Austrian lonely, uh, Kevin Danso, mm-hmm. at right back that game, and you could definitely tell he was uncomfortable in that role um, was making a lot of reckless challenges um, was getting beaten a lot. So um, definitely created a few nerves throughout the duration. Um, but I think all in all, I was very impressed with the way that we were able to control the midfield. A lot of the game, I mean, Hoyberg and award uh, ward Prowse are really key winning the I, ball. He played,
3: played exceptional
0: from what I could tell. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, he's just, I was just say I was a little surprised, you know. I think that he, for a player that's been such hot form, I thought Danny Ings had a lot of very solid opportunities. That it was, mm. you know, you're talking about inches on some of those some of those plays. He was in the right spot, just couldn't quite get it over it, you know. Uh, yeah, I thought that, you know, I really thought Spurs played well in that second half. I thought they like, I mean, obviously they're getting the tie, but um, I'm sorry I mean, not that- the tie, but yeah.
0: It's a great matchup, though. For, for I'm actually kind of happy about the FA yeah. Cup replay. Like, It's, it's kind of fun to go play in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium now. And, and against Southampton, you guys have played Tottenham tough every yes. single time in the last few years. So it's never a matchup that you like seeing marching on the field against you.
2: Yeah, I have to say, like, I think it's, what, five times in a row now that they've come to St. Mary's and not like one it's either been a draw or or a win for saints so like i have to imagine their fans are sick of coming for
0: making <laughs> no, no. that trip you know um i mean your dog's crying about it too <laughs> yeah i not happy <laughs> um
2: <laughs> yeah it was uh definitely i think better for spurs in the second half obviously they had that goal um and I think a lot of t- missed chances put Saints in a poor position especially when they did concede that first goal to Tottenham um, just fortunate enough to get that uh, boo fall a little towards the end of the game so
0: 87 yeah that was a
3: dagger so, so are you guys are you guys also gonna be playing your u23s for the for the replay uh, having your uh you
0: coach right, is that a Tottenham or a Southampton question? Oh, no, either one. No, he's he is. Just, he's yeah. just pretending he's Jurgen Klopp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care yeah. about the ethics. Shut up, Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't lose. agree with that.
1: Oh, boy. Is, Speaking I mean, of Liverpool, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, there's a matchup with Saints this weekend. There is. Oh, yeah. Um, At Anfield, right? They traveled to Anfield yeah. on Saturday. Gnarly, Friday. man.
0: Gnarly. That's a gnarly place to oh. play. Calling yeah, it now we're we're gonna win. All right. There you go. You what's heard it a, here what's first. The score line? What's tics. the score line? I'm gonna say two one to Saints. Nice. Who who scores? Um for both teams. Uh
2: let's go uh Firmino, Fermino mm. Inc. and then let's say uh Let's say more more pros, more Yeah.
0: Pros. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah let's go with that. You're it. making me happy. But I'm I want to. I want see you guys be Liverpool. We'd love to see that. I don't know. I have a weird
2: confidence going into it because we've had an excellent road record. We played well against them earlier in the season. Um, you know that game should have been a tie. You know there were definitely some times where we could have made it so. So um, yeah, I have, a, I have a good confidence going yeah. into it. And they and they just we're played short, the. Case, we don't win. <laughs>
3: I would say you guys uh, like you're playing against Liverpool, who just played their full complement of players, you know, today. So they only got a couple of days to turn around.
0: Um,
3: That's true. So that what are help. the
0: other what are the other um, wins that have stuck out for you this this season? I know you guys beat Chelsea, right away. Yeah,
2: that was a, that was an excellent game. Definitely one that sticks out for me. Um, that and the Leicester game a few weeks ago
0: was mm-hmm. excellent after payback um i mean how much what, of the nine nothing beat down did you watch
2: earlier in the season fortunately i was a i was on a flight huh. so not on a flight was i was traveling best. i was driving that day yeah i was i was in between cities so i was following along with it but i yeah i didn't um i didn't actually watch it
0: fortunately sure. <laughs> but that's what makes that win so special i mean or nine nothing. I I watched that game and it. I had to turn it off. It was just brutal. It's brutal beat down. And at that point, you guys yeah. were picked for like every relegation list you could you could read on the internet. So to oh, see sure. around December, January, and just be a scary team to play. Cool. Is How much better cool. have they played okay. since then? I would say
2: that's almost like it was almost a wake up call because you gotta look at their record in the games after that match, and it's just insane. Like the total transformation i mean they, they, they there was a loss to west ham i think a loss to newcastle Ooh,
0: i can't december newcastle, that's right thank you yeah you yeah guys so beat we Norwich. villa chelsea tide palace beat tottenham yeah. beat Leicester. beat lester lester
2: we nearly beat all- game.
0: What was that wolves game like? That was a heart attack. They came back uh, like last minute, yeah. right? Fortunately, I didn't watch that one either. So, <laughs> seems like all the bad results of
2: this year I have not watched. Um, yeah, this is frustrating. I mean, but uh, you know, it's games like that that show you know they're not they're not perfect. I mean, but sure. they're playing really well. So you can't be you can't be upset. Wolves are you know a great team. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the, the fact that they were up 2-0 early on was encouraging. You know, you don't want to ever concede three goals and, and blow it, but um, still encouraging nonetheless. Um, I think it was a also. You know, I mean, we nearly got the win against Arsenal as well all the way from home. It was a 90 plus six-minute stoppage time goal from Lacazette that kept that from being all three points. So, Ugh. just a lot of I, that, that, if If you're asking me... I rank that result as, like, the most gut-wrenching one <laughs> yeah. over, like, the, the, the Leicester defeat. To, to, to lose the game on the road like that away at the Emirates Stadium, mm. you know, are so close to getting all the points. I, I mean, that hurts. And, and my, I think I figured it out. I, I tweeted it out. I was... If they had... Saints had hung on for that last minute, and if they had hung on for the second half there against... Wolves like a week ago they would have been three points clear and fifth of United which is just incredible no. two, two, two minor things like we're between them and sitting alone in a, a European qualification spot
1: it's still there for you it is Oh yeah.
2: if, this, if there's a year to do it just mm-hmm. like by sheer getting into the top five this is the year with how much like it, consistent teams have been dropping points
0: yeah i mean actually yeah you're only three points out of that fifth spot right now yeah when when it comes
3: to like i know you guys you you went to -to back-to-back a couple years ago but in any way does it concern you like you've seen for whatever reason wolves seem immune to it but you you saw like burnley the year before that like um a, a club that like had a good run not super deep, and then they get a bunch of games and it impacts like their overall form. Are you worried about that happening to you guys if you get to the European spot, or are you just happy to be there?
2: I mean, I, like, I think obviously we have to get to that position first. <laughs> um, but I don't remember it affecting us too greatly in the year that we had the full group stage run. Because in that same season, we also made the run to the EFL Cup final. Mm-hmm. So we had to beat Liverpool in a semifinal and then we played United in the final. So that all happened in the same season that we played a full group stage. But we didn't make it through. I mean, which was sad, um, which is actually kind of funny. If you, if you look back at the group, it was a group of Inter Milan, Southampton, uh, Sparta Prague, and then ha- like Har- Har- Harpool Bashevo in, in Israel.
0: Wow, <laughs> nice. And wow. Sparta Prague and the Israel team. Yeah. Wow. I love those little teams in the Champions League. It just makes it, <laughs> it was, neat, and they played a really million awesome. qualification games to get there. Yeah, yeah. Know it. Well, they, you know, it was kind of sh- like shitty because they finished with the same number of
2: like points as Saints, and I think it was just it. It came with the fact that they scored a goal at Saint Mary's that like let them pass. Mm. But, like Southampton had a better goal difference. They had the same number of points, but had to settle for third. Yeah. So it's still sour to this day.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it is what it is. We'll see. uh, We'll see how Spurs do this year in champions league, but it is coming up, which is very exciting. I love some champions. League. They're already through the knockout rounds. I consider that a a minor success.
3: Yeah. I think, uh, I think you guys might make a run back to the final and just pick up
0: uh, (laughs) Olivier Giroud. What about uh
1: Bruno today there, buddy? Yeah, James. Talk about United a little. What do you think uh, about Bruno? You don't seem that you don't seem that, you know I, like, never I, is. He's always I like,
0: Well, oh, it's and see here, Can you blame I don't him? Know. <laughs> Wet blanket. Yeah. Oh, like it's like I can't I blame know. him.
3: They they dragged it on. I mean, that was going on since the summertime, right? And they just fucking yeah. dragged their feet and dragged their feet and dragged their feet and, <laughs> their feet and and now it's just kind of like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Like, they, I mean, they really only spent $55 million, but, you know, with all the escalators, it could be technically 80 Um, I think you'd be hard-pressed to get there. I if they, if they, I shouldn't be that mad, right? It's a guy who had 32 goals and, like, 18 assists last year. like you like, 50 goal contributions in 53 games, and this year he's on 13 goals and 13 assists. And I know it's the, the Portuguese League. It's not like a pushover. It's... But it's not it's not the Premier League either. So, um, yeah, I think you know any sort of quality players right now are like would be helpful. We're so thin right now um, in that department. So
0: you know, it's crazy though is when you look at the table, Manchester United sitting in fifth, and then it's the whole problem oh. of, of top six teams. And I wanted to give Matt. I know it's tough for you to see American fans always choosing a top six team to root for and every much gnashing of teeth for Manchester United fans and Tottenham fans. And here we are fifth and sixth again, top six, like, you know, give, give a shout out to, to picking a different team, not even just Southampton, but you know, why is it cool to root for that, that size of a club?
2: I'll say more more than anything is satisfying when we get those wins against top six teams. (laughs) I mean, those are, you, you know, you really live for those results because the, these teams are spending all the money. They have the biggest market exposure. So, when a team that doesn't have those resources beats them, I mean, it's so satisfying. So and what's I,
0: it like to hear us talking about these ginormous numbers? Like, like what was Bergwin win? 35. 35? 35, 30, and, and, 30 right? and we spent that on uh, Tangy. We spent 50 on Tangy like in the summer. Los Celso is like thirty in this window. Like, the the numbers are tossing around are huge.
2: I mean, I have to say, to relate it to like being a Tampa Bay Rays fan and playing in the same division as the Yankees and the there you Red go. Sox, who will spend there you, go. you know absorbent numbers of money on players, but the Rays are still able to compete. Yeah, you know, with them. So, um, I I think it's similar there. You know, it's just at the end of the day, it's just a number, and it's them. It's those teams making sure they beat other bidders for those players. Um, that's yeah.
3: That's where would, I'd would rather like United or I guess Tottenham. I guess I don't really care. But like uh, United, mm-hmm. I'd rather see them spend money on like figuring out like clearly Saints and you know some of those other clubs that have like basically built you know built these players up and sold them off to Liverpool and whoever else. I want to know like who's running your scouting department, who's doing the talent talent evaluation, because like that seems like the more logical move than spending eighty million dollars uh, on uh, the next best player that you know that Saints brought through for a million like two seasons before that. You know that's um I think that, that just like Tampa Bay Rays that they're just running smarter um, yeah. instead of just throwing their financial weight around. So um, I think that that is very that's even just as impressive as the players you guys develop is is the scouts and the ability to identify some of that talent as well so um tip of the cap to you guys for that yeah thank you and you know it's just it's it's it's
2: handling money smart too and like i i'll go back to that point i made about cedric you know it's a player who's gonna leave in the summer most likely but rather than just be content with playing him getting the results they sold him for what they thought was a fair price. And at least, you know, we're getting something out of it. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't have the luxury of being able to, you know, throw money around like some of the other teams. So every move that they make has to be like an effective one and have a impact on the next.
0: What are the finances like at the club right now? Um, you know, I, I've never been able to figure it out because they're, they're
2: a very profitable club, but it's one that, you won't see a lot of the owner's money go into transfers. You know, it's all about trying to be sustainable, making sure, sure. that the facilities are built up, you know, what they're investing into the Academy, what they're known for. So I think that like the most expensive transfer we've ever done is a, probably in the, early, like the, in the low twenties. Uh. I don't know if we have spent higher than that. Uh. Still a good chunk. Yeah. Yeah. So you see that number grow year by year. I mean, I remember when I first started following the club that, like, you know, like a $10 million transfer was, like, the record for the club. And, like, obviously that number has grown. So, I mean, you see it expand every year, and I can only imagine that the amount of money they have is growing. And obviously you've been in the, the league, league.
0: You've been in the league. Prem for, for quite a number of years, right? Yeah, and since 2012.
2: 2012
0: let's say just think about the profit
3: though of all of the players that you guys have sold off like just just virgil van dyke alone like yeah you know if you went down the list like that balancing that budget sheet um right you don't i mean because you guys invest smart you don't need the owner to invest a bunch of money because you're able to reinvest with all the money you're making off of player sales yeah I mean, you'd like to think that's where they would you know
2: use the money obviously um, I know some Southampton fans would argue that, you know, they would want an owner that would put more money towards transfers and bring in a lot of these star players. I mean, we have a multi-billion dollar owner. So, yeah. you know, if, if, if he's not spending you know money on some big names, is he, I can see where it would lead people to asking questions about, okay, is he just using us for, you know, for the money that, Can be made for a Premier League team, you know. You're seeing a lot, you know, him gaining a lot from owning the team, but fans would argue that there's not a lot being invested back into it. He's
3: he's like a quietly uh, less hated Mike Ashley. Is that what you're saying from like Newcastle? Like he's a billionaire, but always gets yelled at for never spending money on player transfers for the club.
2: Yeah, I'd say that's fair.
3: I mean, he's he's never
2: really done or said anything outlandish. I mean, it doesn't really say anything at all. He's, he's Chinese. Um, I don't think he even knows like a lot of English. So there's not a lot to be said, I guess, <laughs> from his end. <laughs>
4: um, not in
2: English, at least. Yeah, even yeah. not in English. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of those things. similar to Mike Ashley because he's not spending a lot of money, even though he's got he's worth a lot. But I guess I, I don't know. There's definitely more to it than I, what I know.
3: If uh, if you were Newcastle right now, if you were a Newcastle fan, would you would you be excited that the country of Saudi Arabia was looking to buy you?
2: <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> I, mean, I guess there's always that stigma, right? if a yes. foreign government owns you like oil people, money people have always given psg stick for that exact reason i mean it, yeah, psg are an enjoyable team to watch they bring a lot of great talent in but then there's always that like you
3: know asterisk i feel like well it's the same have, thing with city yeah I mean, city <laughs> is abu dhabi
2: yeah maybe yeah. look at the sleeve of psg where the qatari national bank on the <laughs> on their sleeves
0: yeah it's crazy what are your sponsors again on your, your jersey your shirt sponsors yeah so we've got
2: the very mysterious ld sports brand on the front oh it's yeah the,
0: you told us about that last time it was like a right <laughs> a company that no one really knows much about i've kind of We're risen out of nowhere not
2: too much about it i don't think it's i don't think they're they're doing anything
0: <laughs> i don't know um it's, not legit. it's a shell company maybe they're making fake prescriptions.
2: There's supposed to be a sports entertainment media platform, but uh, there's been a lot, not a lot of sports and media platforming from there. And I mean, maybe
0: um, the platform's the jersey. And, like try to build all the platform. platform. <laughs> the jersey
2: go. is the platform. <laughs> it's just amazing, like how much like there's been like no communication from the club about like products. You know, you usually do see that. it goes hand in hand. Yeah, like when you see like when they some of the companies they've had on their jerseys in the past. You've seen the company's products being, you know, advertised by the club.
3: Like
0: sink faucets and terrible trucks. There you go. Silverados. you know, (laughs) um, (laughs) what's your sleeve sponsor again? Don't you have a sleeve sponsor? Yeah, it's, it's virgin media. So it's not one that we've had on the,
2: the, the front for the past few seasons. And the one we've also had on the sleeve since they've started doing sleeve sponsors.
0: What's your favorite sponsor look from the past? In general know. or just Southampton? Yeah. Southampton. Um, or in general. You can pick in general. I mean, I right. always like the way the Fly Emirates logos look. <laughs> um, yeah. I know they're a little. Do you like AIA for uh, Spurs, Brad?
1: Is it insurance? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I thought the HP logo actually looked good when they had those. Um, really? They, I saw the okay. HP okay. logo earlier, yeah. and I was like, ugh. I kind of like the red. The I've gotten used to the red. Circle. That's been my whole viewership, basically. They had they signed on AIA by
0: yeah
1: uh, by year it two. Looks, I
0: it looks sleek. I, I like the logo yeah. look on the jersey.
2: Oh, I do like when, uh, when uh, Everton, I don't know if they still have it, they had the Angry Birds on their sleeve. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Everton, Richarlson to Barcelona for 85 mil. <laughs> is that real? Is that real? Is that real, is that, no, real that, or is that Twitter?
3: It was, it's like tier three, but it was like, it was turned <laughs> down three. by Everton.
0: Yeah, tier three is a joke. Tier three is a damn joke.
3: It was, <laughs> let, me, let me put it this way. I wouldn't even say two, three, it was, We're it was tier three. Up, it, was, it was the Daily Mail, so. <laughs>
1: we are tier three. We are <laughs> tier three. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Hey, I'd take tier three. Uh, are, are you a part of any uh, Reddit action with Southampton?
2: Um, I'm not personally. A friend of mine does follow a lot of those forums. So usually is, if there's something crazy that's going to happen, he fills me in. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's supposedly, like, someone on there who's, like, an insider at the club. I like, are totally anonymous when they post. But
3: nice. That's... When- so when it comes to soccer news and like for for you what is your most trusted source like when you read it you're more likely to believe it than any others like oh, if there's such a thing as the most trusted like which one yeah, are you more
2: um which I like one do you the, go to i like the athletic yeah um are mm-hmm. they're good, they're good i like their articles um, i the guys, just
0: re-upped the athletic they're, they're so okay. good it's the only site worth reading yeah. The
2: stories have like, you know, human interest and
0: I feel like they're pretty credible in terms of
2: breaking news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the, something that's helped me a lot really just appreciate the athletic is that the Southampton's had a good athletic reporter this season. Nice. Um, he's, he's coming and really been able to connect with the club and the fans and, you know, he posts a lot of interesting content. So, um, I mean, I feel
0: like beat writers for teams in Premier League are are doing so much for those squads because it builds an interest. I mean, media coverage is huge. 100%. If done right, like The Athletic does.
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree with that.
0: Yeah. I've heard some of their, uh, their writers on other podcasts, and they're always just, you know, thoughtful people, which is delightful to hear. Anyway, that was a diatribe. Go go subscribe, I guess. They're they're not sponsoring. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we're
2: just gonna gas up the athletic for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have any uh, any questions you want to ask us? Anything at all about, about Premier League? It can we can even go MLS. Like they had their kit releases today. I saw on Twitter. But, what but is, I don't know wanna... why is why is everyone have the like, three stripes up on the shoulder? Like I hate it. Who who chose that? Who was Adidas. like that's a good idea? Adidas was like we need three stripes on there on the shoulder. Well, they already have the logo.
3: Like it has the Adidas logo Not enough, Jim. You gotta have
0: the three stripes. There's <laughs> some it was some adidas executive i hate Absolutely. how cookie cutter the uh, mls do you have a team sure. in the mls are you at atlanta united
2: me yeah um no, with me i'm just kind of like a generalized fan i mean i have orlando city down the street i can't say like i really support really team in particular <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah
2: um my dad lives in kansas it's city it's best so. that way i try to get out to get some sporting mm-hmm. kansas city games and i, I like I like watching them a few seasons back. Um, I, I really followed Red Bulls really closely last season with Josh Sims being on there, like with the loan deal, and he's he's coming back for the full season this, this upcoming year. So um, they'll probably be the team that I follow mostly just because of uh, Sims.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did actually wander upon the top goal from each MLS team YouTube video last night, and it was pretty epic. There's a ton of worldies in there. Yeah. The when, when you go
3: for the crazy every time, like if they showed all the times that those guys miss like wildly, then they do. They you have sure. to. They sure that's, that's why, like, if you watch MLS highlight videos, it's like, hey, this is pretty fun. And then you watch a game, you're like, oh, well, this is kind, <laughs> kind of fun.
2: <laughs> Whatever do you feel about Chicharito going to the galaxy?
3: I awesome. love him. It, it keeps it keeps. Uh, I will say that, like I watched the El Tráfico in uh, in the playoffs last year, and that was legit. It went fun. to a
0: bar and watched it. I remember yeah, you saying absolutely.
3: Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was um so I'm glad that if nothing else, it keeps like that rivalry going. Like it was one of those you know created ones by MLS, but it actually worked out like so. Yeah. Um, you know, surprisingly, kind of New York City FC and in in, in uh, Red Bull, that one's kind of worked out. You know, um. I, like I I want to like it and like every year like this time of year I'm always like I'm excited like you know to hell with the awful jerseys and stupid transfer targeted allocation money and, and like all that sort of shit they have to go through um, I always get like you know, I'm excited I, I'm gonna try to go to a game blah 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 and then I'm like three weeks in the season like of watching the games I'm like good gosh this is this is tough this is, it's really tough I like I, I'm I want to like it I really do. Is I haven't haven't yet.
2: Where are you at? Like, what's your local team?
3: Uh, I mean, the closest one to me would be Chicago, and that, like we went to, actually went with Bradley. Um, yeah. A couple seasons back, we went and saw Zlatan when he was in town with the Galaxy, just because more <laughs> interested in seeing Zlatan than anything else. And that was when they're out in Bridgeport, like they're gonna play at Soldier Field this year, but like like it was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And like there was like half full. Um so even if I, there's a lot of time Yeah, I was I was I was not really impressed with. And I I've never had any affinity for Chicago and yeah, I guess the next closest one after that would be Columbus. So I mean I'm, I don't know. There's no one really close by. Um
0: GRFC just joined uh, USL mm-hmm. League 2.
3: No, I'm actually more excited about Detroit City FC and they're in that Independent Soccer League. It's a nationwide ESL? yeah, uh, NISL. Um Yeah. And, like, they're a lot of fun, and they take it pretty seriously. So mm-hmm.
0: um, it's better
3: than watching Kalamazoo FC.
0: Did you Civil read war? the uh, the athletic article about MLS salaries? Because they're rene- renegotiating their salary deals as we speak. I've not um, seen that. Is at that's the end a, of the
1: that's a great read, actually.
0: It, it was talking about wanda from 2009 i believe it's 2009 was making only thirteen thousand nine hundred dollars a year Jeez, living with a host family and apparently like living with a host family is very common but then so wayne rooney came into mls last year and was talking about player salaries so so minimum salaries are still only fifty two thousand dollars for a professional athlete which is insanity in the united states but uh well, they have to do it because they're not profitable.
3: The only way MLS makes money is off of the expansion fees. Like, I mean, there's there's clubs that pull, like Atlanta pulls. Game. Atlanta mm-hmm. pulls fans, but like, you can like if you turn on a game, you know, like I turned on a Philadelphia game one time in, like half full stadium, um, and it was on ESPN at like four o'clock on a random uh, Saturday afternoon that I didn't know about, it just happened to be on um so they're not getting like sponsorship money because you can't find a game regularly i wish they had like set times that's a whole different point um but yeah like the, the only way they're making money is off of off of some of this stuff and like of course they're not gonna be able to trickle down good salaries to players um yeah i, I mean still I, I i would play for fifty two thousand dollars a year but that's that's beside the point um
0: yeah and most players would at that i mean that that price tag is about to go up though there's no doubt that the salaries are going to be inflated here a, a little bit could be do you still keep up with usl since you had your internship there
2: yeah definitely always follow it in some you know i don't know what's the right word fondness like yeah you're always gonna keep tabs on it um I, I try to watch as many games last year as I can. Obviously, it helps with uh, ESPN+. Plus. You can stream all the games, typically. Mm-hmm. At least most of them. Um, I, I watched a lot, uh,
0: and not a lot, but I watched a few USL from the app there. Um, I'm really excited um, about Hartford Athletic because they
2: actually brought in Southampton's U23 manager. Huh. So he's going to be managing them now and um apparently the the two clubs have formed a partnership so um awesome yeah, yeah when they first announced um his name is Roddy Jadi. Gia- 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 I think he's he's a Tunisian Rod- Rhymes. Jotty. R- Yadi or I don't know how they pronounce it Roddy Jadi uh, Yeah <laughs>
4: um
2: he's managing them and then when they first announced them they actually went over to the Staplewood facilities in Southampton, and you know, took pictures and things. So, can we assume that going forward, the two clubs are gonna try maybe sending out loanies and, and things? Hope, hopefully, it should be really cool to see that implemented
3: in the I am, US. I'm all for that. Like, I love that. Like, uh, when you told us uh, a couple times ago when we talked about, you know, like, uh, Norwich and Tampa Bay, like, I love like when you start to see some of those, you know, partnerships that way. I think that's that's fun. Um,
2: yeah, they actually just signed. Um, that, yeah, he, he was uh, on loan to Tampa Bay Rays last season, um, from Sheffield United, um, and they just signed him permanently, which is which is cool. Also, he played for Tampa Bay. Yeah, he played last year on loan in Tampa Bay, and he just made the transfer permanent from Sheffield United. That's neat. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, his name's Jordan Doherty. Hmm. Yeah, he's like 19. He's going to be playing
0: professionally in the U.S. now from Ireland. So, any questions for us? Anything at all? Yeah, um,
2: kind of want to get uh, Jimmy Devil's or the Devil's opinion on uh, all this Manchester United um, craziness with
3: um, uh, with with Eddie at his house flaring that. Uh.
1: Uh, <laughs> I wanted
3: to hear about this too. Actually, this is it's a good question. So, as in, you know, obviously, like the the stuff at the stadium, like the singing and all that, like it's it's gotten pretty toxic. Um,
0: what are they saying? Like,
3: we will kill you. <laughs> like, you're gonna some, die. Yeah, you're gonna die. die. Like, just some just some awful stuff. It's terrible. Um, yeah, a bunch of spoiled children. Like, I think that it, it it's. It sucks because I, like, I don't necessarily feel that way. Like, yes, I don't think he's very good at, like, the sporting aspects, but um, the reason we continue to make, like, record profits is because he's really fucking good at business. So uh, I would love to see him move on to a, you know, keep on, like, the, the business side of it in, in a point someone soccer wise. Well, like, you know, the 20, there was 20 people that were at his house shooting off fireworks at his house and blah, blah, blah. Luckily, like, him and his, like, and his wife and his kids weren't home um, when that happened. You know, that's the sort of stuff that people forget. Like these are, for whatever else they are, human yeah. beings. Like, I'm sure those fucking knuckle draggers that were shooting fireworks. Like, you know, if Edward Ed were came down and yelled at them about how they drive a fucking pork truck or some shit, you know, they probably wouldn't feel great about that. So, I don't know. People just need to calm down. Like, you can be upset and express your your discontent, but do so in like a in a way that you're not embarrassing yourself and embarrassing the club, and that's been the hardest part. And I, I, I haven't tried to like get in fights with people, but like you see, like when everyone's like panning that all United fans are like that, and it's just not true. There's there's bad eggs amongst every supporter group, but when your supporter group is as big as United's, it, you know it tends to get attacked. And I and I, I understand that, so. It's embarrassing as a United fan. I'm embarrassed. Um, that's certainly not how I feel, um, in general, as far as some of the viciousness. Anyway. Yeah, um,
2: I I think personally, I don't try to group all the United supporters into that one category. I definitely think the select few that are behaving in that way are, you know, definitely one one aspect of the fan base um, but it, it, you know you're right it does reflect poorly on the on the entire fan base as a whole it makes the you know Manchester United fan base seem you know really entitled given the fact that they would go you know vandalize someone's house despite being you know fifth in the Premier League you know yeah. how many other teams would like you know give everything to be in that position and how many teams have given everything and are now like in the basement of English football, and to get Sunderland. Right.
3: You know, yeah. it could be so much worse. So so I clubs, clubs I grew up with, like Bolton's about to get um, booted down to what? League Two. Um, uh, Portsmouth is down there. They were big when I was growing up. Obviously, I, I'm not trying to. He likes that uh, one. Yeah, he likes that Portsmouth down
0: there. Yeah, we love, um, we
3: love them. I, I heard, like, I, I listened to um, a podcast. Uh, I actually had. Andy Mitten, who writes for United We Stand, uh, 442. He does articles for The Athletic every now and then, Um, you know, but United is specific. And, you know, like, they had the interesting talk about, like, you know, people like him that have grown up, they got to watch. uh, At his age, he's, like, in the 80s, like, we thought that United would never win another game, that they were awful. And then you got to watch, like, you know, 23 years of just brilliance. And now there's, like, seven years of struggle. Well, they're talking about kids now that are, like, you know, 13, 14 years old they are United fans. And, you know, they're, like, have a totally different, like, feel for it because they've had seven years of, you know, being, like, anywhere from, like, sixth to second. And, like, like, yeah, you know, we're, you know, they feel good about, like, just being there. And it's it's weird because you're going to start to see these generations that are moving past, you know, that golden Sir Alex Ferguson years. And it won't be the same level of douchebaggery, I guess, like the entitlement, the, 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 just the entitlement, I guess. It's,
2: it's kind of been inherited, I think, by some of the other clubs in that way. You know, yeah. you get a lot now with city fans and you're seeing it with, you know, Liverpool fans more recently and it's one of the Tottenham fans to an extent. And, and yeah, I mean, if you make a champions league final and um, you finish consistently in the top couple of, tears and yeah all, by all means um i'm you, even
0: a little whiny this year back Tottenham, and mm-hmm. i'm new to it
1: and i'm
4: like stink
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not fine. whiny at all i i i still think they're fi- if they're fighting for top four you still gotta be well, happy.
3: Well, happy well that's gotta like be. we're ta- like we're talking about like a fan mm-hmm. group like outside the director's house shooting fireworks tell them they're gonna kill him um. The only reason that they're they, <laughs> the only the only reason they're not going after the coach is because he's a club legend, and, oh, and, and then and then you're like you're like man, it must be Shneagle. one fucking hell of a year. They must be in relegation, and you're like, nope, they're in fifth place. Uh, they're moving forward in the FA Cup and Europa they're in the knockout. Phase they played, the, they played
2: in a semifinal today in the Carabao yeah, they, Cup and they, beat yeah, City you know. today and played great. Yeah, they technically we, beat them. Yeah,
3: it, it made so, yeah, it to so so semifinal of the, of the of the League Cup. But know You fucking, watched the game today, right? Oh, yeah, I watched uh, the right
0: I watched
3: the, it too. The sky is the sky is fucking falling apparently, I just it, it boggles my mind. I'm yeah. like, I'm okay yeah. with like being fifth or sixth this year because there's so many young guys that I like watching grow right now. Like getting getting to see you know Greenwood start today. Like Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. <laughs> the future's bright, but I don't know. Lots of lots of entitled fans out there. Like stop being assholes. Stop making Can me you, look bad. It's even worse, I think,
2: when you do see those that stuff get tweeted. That's just you know, it's fact. Oh, people yeah. people attack the house. Yeah. Or that they're 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 saying death to Ed you know, Ed Woodward. But then the, the even worse part <laughs> <laughs> is you're going to the you go into the comments and there's a don't
1: go to the comment.
2: There's a whole cavalcade it's, of people in there, like justifying it, and like
3: it, it's
1: literally, totally <laughs> serious, Jeez, totally about it. it's
3: it's literally you like a a, win- a, a wintry like highway, like where there's a wreck, and then you watch it, and instead of like trying to like stop people from continuing, it, you're just like, I'm gonna click on this comment uh, list and read through these, and you're just sitting there watching every the other house car house. coming behind it. and crash, This man and lives crash in Florida;
0: car. he has no idea oh what you're talking about. Oh gosh, why oh, I mean, we have Florida drivers? So, yeah old um, people oh man We have everybody and it's all caused,
2: they all come together on roads and it's, yeah. it's chaos.
3: i caused an accident on uh on uh what highway is that in orlando was I mean, I was the statue, is are the yeah. statue
0: of limitations up yet do you want to talk about this
3: no i'm not gonna say what car i was driving where the situation <laughs> was but it was in construction and like like i like the, the construction is so stupid because there'll be like like a lane and it'll like all these people have to get over and it's blocking. It's just the the truck sitting there and Who's all he had to do is it? move over. This was, uh, they're doing all the construction on I4 and i right around downtown
2: Orlando. Orlando.
3: Yeah. Close. That's to the
2: two. worst road in the world.
3: I yeah. swear to God. And so like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Midwestern. I'm like, Oh, this person's trying to get over. So like, I, I stopped to make a gap and the person behind me slams on the brakes to avoid hitting me and they just like i can hear him just get smashed smash smash, smash. And i was like
0: ha, 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 and continue to drive like, <laughs> i'm the devil <laughs> he is the devil
1: Fantastic. Devil. Fantastic. Oh, All right, yeah. i think we're rants boys we're at if you got one anybody jim kind of had his
0: <laughs> that, that did that yeah I'm, he I'm, always has a
1: free rant rant which is it's
0: kind of like a tradition almost yeah. and it's great
2: okay so can, cool. can i follow that up can i stay on the same topic Sure, yeah, absolutely. Hey, I made a tweet today to kind of perceive this because I knew it was coming. My whole rant is the, the, the Manchester United and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> share the same ownership. And as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, the last time the, the Buccaneers did anything notable like win a playoff game was January 2003. It's a and, long time ago, sir. And, and it's been 12 years since they've been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we have the same ownership as Manchester United who have won probably over 20 trophies in that same stretch. So my rant is anybody who is waging violence or just being crazy over this weird entitlement just needs to you know, shut the fuck up and calm down. We haven't won a playoff game since 2003. <laughs> to to be fair the sport, they didn't buy he us
3: they didn't buy us until like 2008-2009 though the Glazers didn't mm.
2: still was in Premier League yeah. in that time I
3: would say like in the 5 years from that we won like a Champions League and like 4 more Premier League titles and some FA Cups and
2: still plenty Not of bad, trophies to, to stack up to our number of playoff wins in the last yeah 17-18 years
1: I have a companion rant uh, a parallel rant to go off of that. What if I told you, what if I told you, your team um, has won one playoff game since 1957, and the last one was 1993? You are a fan of the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. Lions. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> so, Matt, I can dig it. I feel your pain. Uh, it's amazing how our teams manage to... Not aligned with the parody that exists in the NFL. It's incredible. Did you just
3: commiserate with somebody who had a Super Bowl ring this millennium? So that's, so that's,
1: that was my, (laughs) if you would have let me finish that, that's right where I was going next, which is with all that said, you know, Brad Johnson won you a Super Bowl. And I loved that team, by the way. Uh, Warren, uh, no, no, no. What was, who was the running back? Great out Work work Uh, done. Work done. Was he though? Hold on. Work done. Madden, uh, Madden 2000, maybe. I don't know I who love, these people are. I love are. the Buccaneers. It's a good team. Yeah. I didn't start watching... Uh, trade, traded for John Gruden. John Lynch was on that team, linebacker. We had yeah. Allstot. oh, safety. Mike Allstott and Michael Pittman. Okay, Pittman, that's uh, right. Yeah. So work done must have been a couple years before then. Random tangent, I'm sorry to bring us on this, but uh, Lions suck, and they always will suck, and it's amazing how they can't align with parity and just suddenly be good when year. And could they you never, imagine they, if... They suck, and I hate them. Didn't
2: they make the playoffs this decade, though?
1: They made the playoffs, but they didn't win a game. Yeah.
2: Were they the Bucks and the Browns winning teams who didn't make the playoffs this whole decade? That is rough, man. It's amazing,
0: really. Yeah. You know, since, I, I, we, since, I, since we went football, I might do my rant football as well. Do it up, man. Uh, you know, amongst the Kobe death news was... Unfortunately for Eli Manning, he retired, so oh. his news got buried. But my man won two Super Bowls. He sure. shouldn't have, but somehow he did. And, and the first time I fell in love with football, which is, of course, I'm a front-running fan, was 2007 mm-hmm. at a mm-hmm. Super Bowl party at and a kegger, were- and Brad got <laughs> yes. very, very drunk off the uh, keg. It was a Sunday night. I, of course got very drunk as well but there was like there's all jersey kids in michigan rooting very loudly for the giants and somehow they beat tom brady and and the liverpool squad over there
1: respect respect yeah. repeat yeah. saturday rora threw up in a bush and then passed out on the porch and i drank 26 16 ounce <laughs> cups from the keg and i woke up the next day and there's i foam. was fine i was fine and i said brad this has gone too far. This has gone too far. That was junior <laughs> year of college. That was my peak. Right that day was my peak of drinking.
0: I don't know. I might have seen you peak senior year. I don't know. This is 10 years, years ago. Day. This is 10 years. You're Wade Boggs. You're Wade Boggs. Anyway, uh, i suppose supposed to stop recording. Yeah, we should jam it up.